from the new recording lair located deep beneath the Wine and Spirit Store in Ephrata, Pennsylvania. You're listening to the Masonic Light Podcast. Studio 665 presents Masonic Light Podcast. This show is recorded by Masons, for Masons, and is for entertainment purposes only. And please, no wagering. This podcast is not endorsed by any Grand Lodge, and the ridiculous ramblings of the hosts are their own. And now, here's your host. everybody. Whoa, hello. Man, we're coming in hot tonight. Tim's here. Wow. Coming in hot. (laughs) It's Tim, and welcome to the Masonic We just spent 30 minutes tuning the microphone. I know it. (laughs) Every time, every time. Oh, amazing. This is episode number 158. Wow. 158. God. Amazing, isn't it? It's a lot of episodes. It's a lot of episodes. Floating around. It's almost Larry's age. It is. We're getting... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> We're catching up to Larry. Tonight's episode is brought to you by our sponsors, George J. Grove and Son, Hiram and Solomon Cigars, Scott Helm Electric, Masonic Timepieces, uh, and Intermezzo by Stephanie. Mm. Oh. Our list of advertisers continues to grow. We're also supported by our fantastic Patreon supporters, and we'll mention a few of those later in tonight's show. But you too can be a Patreon you can be a how patron can we, on Patreon. How can we do that, Tim? For as little as $1 a month. What? Just $1? Just one stinking dollar. You can keep this fine content coming your way. Wow. Uh, we're happy to report. Larry's that reaching into his wallet. In Look the that. world, he's getting a dollar. Oh, oh, oh he's got some from R. Scott Hoover. I've got some, R. too. <laughs> I've, got, I've got one from him, too. Somewhere in here. So you can uh, join and be a Patreon supporter by going to patreon.com slash Masonic Light Podcast. You can also email us at any time at Masonic Light Podcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Did you know we had an Instagram account? Yes. I, I argued did, I in favor that. of an Instagram account two or three years ago. And apparently ago. you won that argument. I did. Pete set it up and never posted it. No, there were like. Ten pictures on there. Oh, really? There were ten pictures on there. And so we've since started to add to it now. Oh, we so have? We're adding to it. I refuse. Oh. I am not going to get Instagram. Wait a minute. You were the one that argued for it. I know. But that's to, to reach an audience that is not me. Oh, okay. Right? That's Doesn't true. that make sense? That, that's true. Right? We also have a Twitter account. Wow. At Masonic Light. We do indeed. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, we do. Yeah. 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 Well, so, yeah, yeah. We have yeah. a full studio tonight. <laughs> and in addition to myself, we have Larry, we have Jack, we oh. have Josh, we have a special guest host, Jay Laser. Good evening and thank you. He's back again. Uh, Jay has been on the show half a dozen times, times yeah. probably. Yeah, a couple of times. Over the, He's a the decades. He's a regular. And we have as our special guest tonight... The amazing and angelic Stephanie Horst. Huzzah. Thank you. Delightful to be here tonight. I'm not sure about angelic, but thank you for the introduction. Larry's (laughs) forever called you an angel. So um, we will, uh, we're looking forward to getting to know you. Uh, For those of you who are new listeners, uh, Stephanie's married to uh, our buddy Pete. And so we're looking forward to having that conversation 
uh, a little bit later. All but, right. go ahead. Nope, go, go, go. So, Larry, how was dinner tonight? Dinner was actually very good. Yes. I'm going to plug the rest why, why did you ask that question, Tim? Well, because I've listened to you for a week and a half. Um, Go ahead. Keep going. Complain about Stephanie's restaurant choice. Oh, I thought you said it was bitching and complaining. Well, that too. You could say that. I can. Yeah. But he's been whining yeah. for a week and a half, and then he gets to the restaurant tonight, and he's like, oh, this stuff's really good. <laughs> so, and now it's his favorite restaurant. And now ever. it's his new favorite restaurant ever. <laughs> and, and actually, I'm absolutely amazed, really. And it's because they have these combinations of food. It's farm to table. And they Which have these combinations. to say without rolling your eyes, but yeah. <laughs> it is good. It is good. It is good. What's the name of that restaurant, Larry? It is called Harvest Grill. And it's in the Belmont Shopping Center in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. But they are a nationwide chain, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Did, did, oh, they, did they? Yeah, yeah the regional. But they're yeah, very the selective. Westchester, I believe. They're yeah. very selective as to where they operate, from what I understand. Hey, they have one in Harrisburg, so they can't be too selective. Yeah, you're right about that. <laughs> so there you go. All right. So, Larry, what have you been up to Masonically in the last couple of weeks? Oh, why do you always ask me first? Because you're the one closest to me. Oh, gee. Let's see. Uh... Ah, gosh. Well, I'll start with my favorite goose and gridiron breakfast. That's that's an always thing. Um, what are we? Oh, Lodge. I was at Lodge. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Josh lodge. and I were at lodge. lodge. I forgot about that. Oh, yes. You're a mess. And, and uh, the uh, whole association meeting afterwards. And Josh, I'll let you tell him, but no, I won't have a. Josh, Josh and Larry Hudson got their past master's apron and jewels, and it was a. Uh, delightful night it was it was great to see yep and josh had his black suit on and his white shoes damn he didn't look good he did actually <laughs> it was very spiffy looking and we've got pictures and there's a I picture of larry hudson and josh standing up in the front with in the east they're looking down at josh's shoes larry said man those are good kicks those are really neat nice kicks <laughs> nice jack how about you um i had uh, a milestone for me, I submitted my research paper to the um, Pennsylvania Lodge of Research. Yes, you did. So that monkey is off my back, and I can now actually start reading other things. But it, um, I'll tell you, if you're, if you're a Pennsylvania Mason and you like to read and you like to think about stuff, consider just pick a topic and and. See if you can put together a paper for the Lodge of Research. It's a great, um, it's a great resource for Masons in Pennsylvania. And I'll tell you, the research that I did took me down so many side avenues, you know, where you just learn crazy stuff about other crazy stuff. Um, it was hard for me. I actually worked very um, – I, I worked uh, with Mike Moran. You guys – a lot of you guys, a lot of the listeners will know Mike Moran – but Mike helped me carve off all the stuff that just didn't belong in the paper. Right? That was the that was the hard part of it. Was I had so much stuff I wanted to say and it just didn't work in the paper. So Mike really helped me cut it down to make a point and get on with it. Kind of like and Pete I, with the uh, book, Larry, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> although yeah. Well, not for nearly as long. Although it felt like as long. But anyway, so I've got that. We had a stated meeting last night. Um, here at Ephrata 665, 
And uh, we had a great turnout. We gave out our scholarships uh, to the kids graduating from uh, high schools around the area. We gave out $10,000 in scholarships this year. Wow. Um, so that's we're very proud of that. Um, and I've uh, got three extra meetings coming up. We'll talk about that later. But, yeah, getting that monkey off my back at the Lodge Research, that's a, that's a huge, huge relief. Stephanie, what have you done Masonically? <laughs> not one thing. What? No, that's I not true. You've been that's going through true. boxes, yeah. returning stuff to lots have. of people. A little bit. Yeah, Selling bit. scarves. Selling, Selling scarves. Yeah. We'll talk more about that later. We will. Jay, how about well, you? Every couple of weeks or two, I get a letter from Stephanie for Tall Cedars, so uh-huh. that takes care of that. But e-board meeting for Tall Cedars, uh, goose and gridiron or two thrown in there over the course of time. Some, uh, well... Pete's memorial, of course. Um, let's say, oh, Grotto, uh, Uber Grotto had. Uh, we were at the ranch at Dave Steffi Steffi's Land house, Steffi yeah. Land Ranch. Yeah. Were we? So that was a lot of fun. Uh, I visited Trickler Lodge for uh, Colin. Uh-huh. Is it Colin Steffi yep. for his first. Um, Except that was the day lodge. That was well, yes, but it was done at, at Trickler Trickler Lodge yeah. for that. Yeah. Uh, Lodge 43, I went and visited for a degree. I was at Eureka West Shore. Yes, you were. Um, for uh, the other grand strawberry lodge. night and uh, ice cream. Oh, and my. brisket. And, and brisket pulled and pulled and pork and all that barbecue stuff. stuff. That just laid in there. Cigar and steak dinner. Yes. Of which you attended uh, at the Valley of Reading. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Uh, He's as bad as Tim. Lancaster County Shrine Club. <laughs> June's meeting at Yoder's. He don't have it written down. In New Holland. <laughs> no, I do. He's dead. Dead. Oh, he does have it written down. Quick question. You said yes. Dave Steffi's son is, what's his name? Colin. 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 C-O-L-I-N. Colin. Colin. Yes, Colin. You said colon. Did I'm I say colon? Yeah, you said. Actually, he said colon. I said colon. I, I probably said it like C-U-L-L-E-N. Yes. Colin. C-O-L-I-N. Like Bill. Colin. Well, like the judge. Yeah. Judge Colin. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking colon because I used to have one. <laughs> oh, what a segue, Maris! What a segue. We're officially oh, off the rails. Oh my gosh! Apologies to Dave minutes. Steffi. Um, yeah. All right, Josh. Oh well, uh, like Larry said, we had stated meeting at Millersville Lodge, number 476. Lamberville. Lamberville. Millerton. Millerton. <laughs> and that's about it. And you got your past master's jewel. I did. Apron. It was nice. Huzzah. Congratulations. Look Congratulations. good. Look good. Thank you. Absolutely. You get two bars in yours for two, two years, right? Did yep. you get? Yeah. I'm just going to say, for a as worshipful master, you had a very tricky time to mm-hmm. navigate yeah, you, you were you were paddling both sides of that canoe yeah. for a long time so well done congratulations yeah. and navigating a merger exactly absolutely so since we last recorded oh, geez he's looking at his list here we go um actually jay mentioned the steak and cigar event at the valley of reading uh their first annual Yes, um, yes. As a and so, kudos. No, no, no. There is no such thing as a first annual. Well, <laughs> it's an inaugural. I know. All right. Know. Inaugural. Exactly. Yes, inaugural. Yes. We'll just, go with that. I'm just going by what they put on the... Grammar. Uh, Ed Stone probably did <laughs> that. The program, yeah. yeah. But uh, Ed, <laughs> Ed Stum and uh, Moyer did a great job. Uh, Good. Of, of that. Yeah, it looked amazing. Yeah. yeah uh, 
we've got a, we did a couple of interviews that we'll play in our summer uh, gathering of interviews that we're doing. But uh, you, so you'll hear more from Moyer then. Oh, good. But right. uh, did that. We had a state. We had our uh, strawberry night, as Jay alluded to. Had a great time. It was the shortest meeting in the history of Eureka West Shore Lodge. Uh, I think Always we. Good. I think we were adjourned in about 40 minutes i think that sets a precedent that all lodges in pennsylvania should uh, follow now in all honesty I second we, that motion we mm-hmm. did uh, shorten it by doing our program ahead of time uh which again is That's okay, okay. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely oh absolutely yes so uh um, the lodge meeting the stated meeting is not for the program the stated meeting is to get the business taken care of so you can do whatever you need to do. Right. Yeah. Uh, so this past Friday, uh, I uh, accepted and participated in an invitation to the DMLA dinner in concert with the Grand Lodge Quarterly communication that was held in Elizabethtown. Oh, and yeah. Then the oh, next, yeah, that. Oh, yeah, that. <laughs> then the next day, uh, along with Jack and about 400 of our friends, um, went to the quarterly communication to be that was held in Elizabethtown. Yep. It's my understanding that going forward, all elections will be held in Elizabethtown. Really? Yeah. So the interesting thing is the next day, there were a couple of little minor logistical niches to figure out. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. Went, it went pretty well. I thought it went amazingly yeah. well. Um, the, the the things that they've already identified some things. I know that they'll change yep. next time, but of interest to many PA Freemasons is that afterwards uh, they had uh, a picnic outside mm-hmm. with uh, barbecue and sausages yeah. and a lot of booths by the youth groups. That's booths. 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 Not booths. booths. Right. Booze. Uh, yeah, they wouldn't allow booze. No. Uh, they wouldn't allow cigars no. either. Uh, they also had music. And they had ice cream, and Ooh. I think it. What does that remind you of in that location? In that location, uh, pumpkin roll or? Well, yeah. Oh. What was that uh, part autumn of? Day. Autumn days. Yeah. Oh, are they putting their toe back in the autumn days? I game? don't no. know, but I think that was autumn days light in the uh, spring. I th- well. Without maybe, all the people from E-Town. We're right. It's autumn days for the fraternity, yes. not for the town. Correct. But I don't know. I, I actually liked it. It was a lot of I, fun. That's People cool. hung out. Um, I couldn't hang. I, I know. You I were, was not well, and yeah. I, I needed to get some rest. I have a bone. Are we doing Q&A? Whoa. No. Hard, no. hard. Wait, what? At our, at our lodge meeting... Our DDGM, and I'm not going to mention his name. Too late, we just did. (laughs) Stood up and said they're going to have a quarterly, and everybody's invited. They will have a light snack afterwards. I'm thinking, I'm not going to a quarterly meeting, sit through all of that for a light snack. Forget it. Come to find out, he was totally, totally off base. And right now, if you're listening to me, Ron... I'm coming for you. All right. Oh, hold up your hand if Larry was going to come for the wrong reason. Right. Yes. Oh. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> so um, other than that, just a lot of uh, work with uh, the Big Valley in Harrisburg, uh, getting some things wrapped up there. From, uh, oh, yeah. 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 Bunch of those Big coming Valley. up. Oh. Bunch of those coming up. It's a good time up. of year. God. Mm-hmm. So I think that's it for our uh, Round the Horn. So let's take a quick break, and we will come back and talk with Stephanie Horst. 
It's almost 20 minutes. Yay. We should probably talk to our guest. Yeah, that would be a good idea. Why choose George J. Grove & Sons for your next home improvement project? At George J. Grove & Sons, we've built our reputation on quality and trust for more than 50 years. For planning to materials to installation, George J. Grove promises a home improvement experience second to none. Whether your goal is reducing energy costs, decreasing maintenance, updating curb appeal, or simply increasing the value of your home, the George J. Grove team will recommend and provide solutions that stand the test of time. Call 717-393-0859 for an estimate or visit us at georgejgrove.com. back. Uh, tonight's uh, guest is Stephanie Horst. Uh, Stephanie is Pete's wife, and uh, we are thrilled to have you here. Uh, we've we've talked for years about having you on, but in a different role. Uh, you want to talk about uh, what we had been trying to plan for like three years? Well, I, I think this was my idea, but I'm not totally sure. No, I'm pretty sure I, I it was your it was, idea. But I've been saying for years that for April Fool's Day, we should have all the all the wives and girlfriends take over the show and talk about kind of the behind the scenes and maybe give a little, you know, like what are they really like at home kind of thing. And, and what's it like to be on the wife end of Masonic life? Well, we should definitely talk about that tonight yes. anyway. Okay. But yes. And that's definitely going to be part of this. Yeah. So, uh, the Masonic eye roll. Yeah. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, every time we got close to planning it, something would happen. And we yeah. just never got to do that. Yeah. So um, anyway. Uh, so why don't you start, Stephanie, by just telling us a little bit about who Stephanie is? Where, where, where did you come from? <laughs> okay. Well... I was born at a very young age. <laughs> okay, well, that's good. <laughs> See, she's going to fit right in. All right, you're did you fine. Work, how long did you work on that one? <laughs> well, yeah. Um, no, I was born in Philadelphia. Um, I was only about a year and a half old when my family moved to western New York State, um, tiny little town south of Rochester called Houghton. There's a liberal arts college there, Houghton College. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad took a job as a Spanish professor. So I did most of my growing up years there. Um, It was in some ways a good experience, but in other ways. um, So my parents are very, very, very Mennonite. And um, (laughs) there's really no Mennonite community there, or at least there wasn't at the time that we lived there. So they found it really kind of um, lonely being there without their community. So um, when I was in 10th grade, we moved to Virginia because my dad got a job teaching Spanish at Eastern Mennonite College. I bet there were a lot more Mennonites there. There were a lot more Mennonites. (laughs) The world just opened up to you. (laughs) Right. Um, So, and I finished my high school years at Eastern Mennonite High School, and then I went on and studied at Eastern Mennonite University. It had become by then. And And Eastern Mennonite. And then, um, after I graduated college, I started teaching school at 
Eastern Mennonite High School. There you go. Keep it in the family. Yes. So um, after teaching for two years, I just was not totally sure that teaching was my life's calling. What grade were you teaching? Um, So the school at the time was 7 through 12. So I was teaching 7th grade general math and 10th grade, mostly 10th grade geometry. So I can see you teaching. Yeah. Yeah. I still enjoy, I, I enjoy helping people learn. I enjoy teaching. I just didn't like all the other baloney that goes along with being uh, a teacher. Mm-hmm. Political stuff. There's from mm-hmm. yeah. Well, more just what comes in the door. Just, all the stuff that yeah. comes in the door, yeah. Just teaching, like, teaching a whole classroom <clears throat> full of kids, I think, is not really my jam. I mm. always enjoyed tutoring, you know, kind of more one-on-one kind of thing. But um, anyway, so I decided that I wanted to just kind of explore their options, try something different. And at the same time, I don't know, maybe get out of the Eastern Mennonite bubble that I had been living <laughs> in for so many years. So I just kind of was like, well, where am I going to go and what am I going to do? And I had friends in Lancaster from college, and I just decided I'm going to move to Lancaster and find an apartment and find a job doing something. I don't know what. So bim, bam, boom, I came up here. and um, I bet it's not often someone says, I came to Lancaster for a change of uh um, you know. Yeah, usually that river flows yeah, the other yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know, but to me, little Mennonite girl from Eastern Mennonite bubble, it was like, it was uh, a new frontier in some ways, but not completely unknown because right. I still had a lot of Mennonite connections, which mm-hmm. made it easier, not so intimidating as like going somewhere where I didn't know anybody. Right. So, cool. yeah. So, tell it. Tell us how you met Pete. Oh man. <laughs> okay, so. And I want to say maybe like 2011, a friend of mine says to me, you got to follow people of Lancaster on Facebook. The guy that writes it is hilarious. Okay. (laughs) And so I started following people of Lancaster on Facebook. And in fact, the guy that wrote it really was hilarious. Right. This is Pete. But I didn't know it at the time. Um, So after being a fan of people of Lancaster on Facebook for like maybe a year, he made a joke about his neighborhood, and he said the intersection where he lives, and I was like, get out of town. That is at the other end of my block. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm like, I, I got to get an introduction to this guy because, like, I'm a fan, and, like, what the heck, we're neighbors, and, like, if I see him out mowing the lawn, I want to know that that's the guy that raised people in Lancaster. You, and I can say, you'd, ne- you'd never see him out mowing no, the lawn. No. No. <laughs> little little did she know that. that was never going to happen. We're going to have this carpeted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it was not long after that that I made that discovery that he announced he was having a meetup. So a rare 505, you know, he used to do the 505 uh-huh. every Wednesday, then he stopped doing it. But then for some reason, he was having a rare 505 get-together, everybody come out. So I took a couple of my girlfriends, and we went out to the 505, and I introduced myself, and I said, hey, Pete, guess what? I'm your neighbor. And we had good conversation, and my girlfriends and I had a great time because that's what you do when you go to an event that Pete is yeah. hosting. Am I right? Yep, absolutely. Um, so we had fun. Um, and then maybe the next day... Pete sent me a friend request on Facebook, and I was like, interesting. And then I realized that he has like 50,000 Facebook friends. I was like, okay, (laughs) maybe not. So (laughs) he's just 
he's just Facebook friends with everyone he's ever met. And, and so that's whatever. not an exaggeration. No, he's a pretty no. powerful. He, he was yeah. a yeah, pretty yeah, powerful yeah. presence on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but then, like a day or two later, he sent me a private message, and Ooh. he said, "Plot thickens." Hey, um, dun, dun, dun. so I had a craptastic week, and I'm going to be at Stubby's after work tonight. Stubby's was like around the, like a block from mm-hmm. where we lived. Um, I'm going to be there after work tonight if you want to stop by. And I was like, what does this mean? (laughs) (laughs) You know, like I read the message like five times. I'm like, does he mean he and his buddies are going to be there and I should bring some girlfriends and we'll all hang out? But I read it again and I thought, he didn't say anything about buddies (laughs) or girlfriends. I, I think he's asking me out, right? So... I went to Stubby's that night, and I met him at the bar, and we sat at the bar for, like, I don't know, three or four hours and talked. And um, so as we're kind of winding down, he says, so what are you doing tomorrow? And I said, oh. I said, I have a date. And he was like, because, you know, I was single. I was doing online dating. I had a first date with some rando from OkCupid, okay? (laughs) And um, so. (laughs) OkCupid. Yeah. Yeah. 2012. It's 2012. OkCupid. So I said. Did you have a MySpace page? I did not. Uh, Okay. Um, So I said, I have a date. And he goes, oh, well. I hope you have a terrible time. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah. Pete. That's him. That was Pete. Yeah. So anyway, it turned out the rando from OKCupid totally ghosted me. And I was like, you know what? I'm okay with that. So, um, yeah, after that, Pete and I just kind of started hanging out. I mean, like I said, we were neighbors. Um, and we worked really different schedules. So it wasn't like a super datey date kind of relationship. It was more like, hey, I'm making a pot of stew. Do you want to come over? Or, you know, like, just things like that. It just was, on the down low. Yeah, it was kind of on the down low. So like, who cooked the stew? Uh, Pete was the, the beef stew kind of guy. Well, okay. Yeah. We need to get to your cooking at some point. We do. Yes. Okay. We do need to address the issue of my cooking. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a matter of public interest. Yes. yes. Uh, I will have you know that I am, in fact, a very good cook. Thank uh-huh. you much, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who don't know, the last episode that Pete recorded, he may have made a dig about Ooh. my cooking. Oh, no, no. no. <laughs> oh, I, I can't imagine. So, uh, go back to uh, about episode, I don't know, 152 maybe or something no, like that. One fifty one. 150. Oh, 150. She, she, oh, she marked it. Oh, magic marker. Yeah. Episode 150. Yes. Right. No. So I need to set the record straight. <laughs> the issue is not my cooking. The issue is Pete's eating. Yes. There you go. Am I right? Can I get an he, amen? Here? Amen. Amen. He amen. He's a picky eater. And, um, you know. He's one of the pickiest eaters. I know somebody equally as uh, picky, but those two would have gotten along swimmingly. Yeah. yeah. So the the problem was, I am a good Mennonite girl, and I do good Mennonite cooking. Starch, um, starch, and things like vegetables. No, you know? Pete would be like why, green things. Why and are there green things, things on my plate? And- <laughs> you know, and um, so or things like a lot of like international foods, like 
West African peanut stew, and Ooh, you know that could be tasty. Right? Yeah, right? don't but make a face. Never. Oh, it's so hey, remember, never. remember, oh, you oh, thought oh, oh, you so thought, good. You thought Larry. harvest was going to be bad. You're wrong on many levels here, but <laughs> <laughs> so to, to Pete, anything that was unfamiliar, he automatically didn't like before mm-hmm. he even saw it. And um, <laughs> yes, <laughs> the guys are pointing at Larry. Oh yes. <laughs> So he didn't like the things that I like to cook, so I would try to cook things that he would be more likely to enjoy, but they were not the things that I was really comfortable cooking, and so they didn't always turn out, and then he didn't like it anyway, and finally I was like, listen, once he um, stopped working and went on disability, I was like, guess what, buddy? You're in charge of dinner from now on because nobody likes to cook if the person you're cooking for doesn't enjoy it. Uh, Am I right? Yep, that is true. So that is the story of my cooking. Uh, We believe you. Yeah, Yeah, that was a memorable moment. it's one of the few episodes you actually went back and listened to. I did. I, <laughs> I, I did not generally listen to the show. You guys um, know this. Neither did Pete. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, neither did Pete. Yeah. <laughs> no, I asked him early on um, after you guys had recorded just like a handful of episodes, and I said, uh, "Should I be like making more of an effort to like express interest in your projects? You know, would you like it if I like tried to listen to your show?" And he said, well, if you don't listen, I will feel more free to say what I want to say. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, that sounds like a win-win to me. You say whatever you want to say, and I will not spend my time listening to your show. So I did not listen, but I I had to listen to episode 150 specifically because you guys told me not to. (laughs) (laughs) Well, not at that moment. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you had other things on your mind. No, at the time. you told me not to because of what he may have said about well, my cooking. Yeah. He also offended entire states. So yeah, right. don't, don't yeah. you know? Yeah. He was banned yeah. from a few of those. Rhode yeah. At least two. Rhode, Rhode, Island. Rhode Island and Ohio. And Ohio. Ohio. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was in Gettysburg when he was banned from Ohio. Oh my yeah. goodness. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, there was something else that uh, was memorable from uh, episode 150 that uh, you mentioned. Yeah, so I don't know if you guys remember, but um, again, it was the last show that Pete recorded, and it was the one where you guys had been off for a while because, like, Larry was sick, Pete was sick, you know, you guys just had a lot of stuff. We were all sick. Everybody was sick. Everybody was sick. So um, you didn't have a guest. You just thought, let's just get ourselves together in the studio and Mm -hmm. just talk. And um, one of the discussion topics was, like, how do we support each other? Like when somebody's sick or somebody from Lodge mm-hmm. is in the hospital or whatever. You guys remember this, this I discussion? I do. I know where you're going. Yeah. I remember him talking about the uh, HelloFresh meals you yeah. all would get. Yeah. Mm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I think that's what led to the cooking that comment. That is what led to the cooking comment, yeah. My daughter, who yeah. lives in Reading, listened to that show, and she thought it was so good. Yeah. It was good. She loved what he said. It was a really good show, My yeah. My daughter. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so the HelloFresh thing was um, that the people from my church, which I absolutely love my church, they are the best people ever. They're not listening, don't worry. They're wonderful. (laughs) No, they really are. And and Pete gave him credit, too, like on that show. He Um, said, like, something about my wife's church. He said, like, they're they're a group of people that actually really know each other and really care about each other, and that's really true. Um, But, like, they really, really wanted to help because Pete had been in and out of the hospital and – and I told them, you know, they wanted to send meals every night of the week. And I said, you can't do that because 
Pete is a picky eater. So what did they do? They signed us up for HelloFresh. <laughs> <laughs> Trying which, to broaden his horizons. Oh, which is not, oh, I know where this is going. Yeah, oh. It didn't work out well because it's not easy. Like it, How much rutabaga can you eat, really? Yeah. That's, yeah. But um, which brings me to, so I just, you know, after listening to that show, like I had some more thoughts that I wanted to kind of contribute to that conversation. Like how do you help people? And I think one thing is you should always ask. Like, if they had asked me, like, would it be helpful if we signed you up for HelloFresh, I maybe would have researched it a little bit and maybe would have said, like, I don't think this is going to really be helpful. Or I might have said, like, yeah, that, that sounds great. Let's try it. And then I at least wouldn't have felt like I, it had been foisted. You know what? Us, just the words know? that you just used, would it be helpful if we? Yeah. That That's a question. We, that, we don't ever phrase it that way, but that's yeah. a great way to phrase it. Yeah. Because, you know, do you want us to? Well, that, no, that's going like, to be, no, no, no don't, don't, bother, bother, don't bother, right? Yeah, no. Yeah. But. Would it be helpful if we? Right. I mean, that's a great way to phrase it. Right, right. The other thing, too, is um, so, you know, after Pete passed, you know, everybody's been so supportive. Again, my church, the Masons have been awesome. Um, My friends are amazing. But, like, one of the big things that the Masons did for me is one day in April, we had a work day at the house. (laughs) And I I can't even tell you how many people showed up. I had an absolute army of masons at my house, and they did yard work. They cleaned up my flower beds. They mulched. They weeded. Um, I had a team of guys down in the basement cleaning the basement out. I had a team of guys cleaning out the garage. Like, it was uh, amazing. It was really great. Um, But thinking back, like, how did that come to be? Do you remember, Jack? I do. Jack and I were in the car together going to Beersheba meeting because they had invited me to come. And we're just making small talk, you know, talking about gardening and whatnot, yada, yada. And I just, you know, kind of kept saying, oh, yeah, I really need to yada, yada in the yard. And, you know, my fruit trees need something, something. I need to get this done. And this has been neglected for a while. And Jack says, sounds like we should have a work day at your house. And I was like, oh, interesting let me think about it and like eventually i said like yeah that actually would be a good then idea. you got really nervous that it was going to turn well into yeah a because kegger. larry like posted it to the entire world and seven planets hey we had 27 people stephanie texts me and goes um am i gonna wake up saturday morning to a kegger on my front lawn and i'm like uh just a college right no no but my point is and, and it actually ties back to something that Tim said as part of that discussion is we need to know each other better. Like that all happened just because Jack and I spent time together mm-hmm. and we were talking, mm-hmm. you know? So like if you know of somebody in your lodge or somebody in your community that you think, you know, maybe they might need some help, but you don't know how to help, maybe instead of saying, how can we help you? Maybe you say, can I buy you a cup of coffee sometime? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you sit down and you talk. And just, you know, finding out about their lives, I think, can be helpful, too. Yeah. And I think because of that show and so many people, that, that did make an impact on them because I hear it a lot, that we in our lodge are now cognizant and aware of trying to help more people, widows and tall cedars. Uh, we're, we're making a more conscious effort at doing that kind of a thing, and that's because of that. Yeah. The other thing, too, is it's really hard for most people to ask for help or to even accept help. And um, I think, like, the biggest obstacle really is uh, something about our culture. Like, we just want everybody to think that I'm 
fine. Everything's great. Never been better. How are you? To, how are you doing, Jack? Oh, I'm, I'm fine. fine. You know, I'm that's fine. what we say. I'm yeah. fine. I'm fine. How's it going, Larry? <laughs> oh, good, good. Everything's great. You know, and then I never say. What's that, that fluid <laughs> puddling around your shoes? Yeah. Oh, it's fine. I'm fine. Really, it doesn't fine. hurt at all. I can't. Right. Even, I don't even feel it. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Nobody wants to admit that you're not fine. Am I right? Yeah. You never want to admit that you're not fine. So one of the things in my experience the last few months, like when something major happens, everybody knows I'm not fine because my husband just died, you know, like, so it kind of removes that obstacle of like, I can't even pretend that like, I'm fine. Everything's fine. Like everybody knows. And it just makes it a lot easier to ask for help. Um, And then too, like once you try asking for help or even just accepting help if somebody offers right. like my, in my experience anytime i ask for anything somebody is there and somebody says yes and it makes it easier to ask the next time and and it also makes me realize like people don't people people literally want to help oh absolutely not just willing to help people want to help like especially because everybody loved pete you know everybody was like hurt by the fact that pete died you know everybody wants to show how much they cared about pete and like they they hate that he died and they wish there's something that they could do obviously there's nothing you can do he died there's nothing you can do about that but if i can say like yes i could use some help with yard work everybody's like thank god yeah it's catharsis like, for everybody yeah something absolutely something i could do to at least you know um you know just to make stephanie feel like she's not alone which is actually really really great so yeah but I, but just getting back to the thing about asking for help like I think, too, like people in leadership more than um, more than like concentrating on how how can we like find ways to help people. No, I have tissues in my purse. I'm okay. Wait, I'm gonna do it, Tim. Hold on. I'm looking around here. All right. We, All right. She, she pays attention. She gets it. She this is it. a men's group. Oh, we don't have tissues. <laughs> no, Suck it up, Buttercup. No. Um, I think too, like if people in leadership, like you, you're not like Larry. You're saying like now we're starting to think more about finding ways that how can we help people. If leadership would also think about how can I model asking for help, I think that would be really helpful. You know, if people yeah. would just be more open about like what does it um, look like? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, to make it more normal to just say, hey, I could use some help with this thing. Yeah, yeah. I know we had a fellow. Um, a, a long time Mason. He um, he was an older fellow, and he was experiencing some aging related stuff. And his family came to us, and we knew he was he was in his last days. Um, and uh, they said we he can't get into the into the tub mm-hmm. to take a shower. We 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 need to get a, a step in shower. And they came to us, and I'm I'm embarrassed to say. That we as a lodge didn't know how to help him, mm. and it 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 pains me now to to even think about it. But we're so far out of practice that we 
we didn't have a mechanism in place to just get it done and follow up with the paperwork later, right? You, you just sometimes you you just have to react. And what's amazing is 200 years ago, that's exactly what we were for well, and did. There's a story about the guy that owned the Millersville Lodge building. Did you ever hear this story about he went to o- Oklahoma or something with a land rush, or he was a member down there? That's what it was. He was a member in in Millersville, uh, or yeah, in Millersville, and he went out to Oklahoma with the land rush, and he took his family out just. To, picked him up and went and opened a store. The store failed. The wife wanted to go home and he wrote a letter. Said, this is my wife. Take this to the master of the lodge okay. in Millersville. And just, you know, and the, and the letter said, take care of her, set her up in a house. I'll take care of it when we get, when I get back, I have to close up the store and done. And it, and it was done like that. And that's, we've lost that. And um, and we're we're just glad that you gave us the opportunity to to you know to do something for you, yeah. just whatever whatever little thing. But yeah, and another thing too, like Larry Hudson is awesome. Um, after you know, ever since the workday at my house, which was like mid April, mm-hmm. just a couple times, like out of the blue, he'll just text me, "Hey, <clears throat> just checking in, see how you're doing. Do you need anything?" And it it really makes it easier, you know, like. If I do think of something, I'm like, well, yeah. Larry just texted me two days ago. Like, he was really asking, is there something, you know. It just makes it easier to ask if if somebody is, exactly. like, giving you, like, specific opportunity to, to say, yes, I need help. And it's, I think. You and we speak. want you to always feel that way. Yeah. You know that. Yes, thank you. I was going to say, I think it's also important that we not just do those things in that moment. But going forward, yeah. as you've said, you know, the, the, it's kind of continued to be a question that's been asked. But and, and back to the original statement, yeah, we have to know each other. That's in order right. To do that, it's and, key to know. And each we don't other. have nearly enough opportunities to do that. I recently heard from Stephanie. I got a text the other day. She was just talking a moment ago. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't hear anybody. I didn't hear anything. You didn't hear it. Stephanie talking? She was on here for like 20 minutes. Jack was talking last. <laughs> Never mind, Larry. Go ahead. Larry, it's supposed well, to I get a text. I get a text from her. Yes. Trying to she lighten said, it up here. A I'm listening bit. to she you. She said, I, "I have a slight problem." She said, "The worshipful masters frame that had like six masters of the lodge in there, the one frame." She said, "Slight problem." She said, "Diesel Sorry. stepped on the frame and broke it." <laughs> Oh, no, you're 700-pound Doberman? Yeah, okay. She said, I've been looking all over to try to get a replacement frame for her. Oh, for, 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 and I can't find it anywhere. I said, the thing is, just give it back to me. We have people in our lodge <laughs> who will people. take care of that, and they know where to get these frames. So that's fine. But Diesel brought the frame. The Dober monster. They love Jack. Freaking appropriate. <laughs> Actually, the current crop of Dobermans probably doesn't have any problem with me. I think no. the last time no. I was there, it was yeah. fine. They're but most the most beautiful dogs the, in the, 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 the one, previous occupants. The, yeah. <laughs> yeah no, but the two we have now are actually really nice, but yes, they um, are. we don't need to advertise that. They're okay. very fierce. Yes. Oh, I, oh, oh, they yeah. will. Yeah, in the uh, they'll take their leg off. I tell you what, I've rung the doorbell before. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yes. I will say it, they would do a very good job system. of scaring off any intruders. Situationally. Yes. Call friendly. ahead. You'll be fine. Yes. yes. <laughs> if, I, if I invite someone into my house, then they're, then they're cool. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, let's take a quick break and hear from our sponsors, and we'll be back with more with Stephanie.
As far back as the mid-1800s, records exist describing the pre-meaning tradition of brethren smoking cigars during and after gatherings. To this day, the practice of smoking cigars remains very much alive in many lodges. This custom is considered a time for brethren to relax, exchange ideas, and enjoy the simplicity and fellowship that is the very essence of our brotherhood. This is what Hireman Solomon Cigars is all about. Our starting principles are to bring Masonic brethren together in the harmony of a good cigar. Pull up a chair, sit back, light up any of our premium cigars, and enjoy the history. Hireman Solomon Cigars can be found at fine cigar retailers. For a complete list, visit HiremanSolomonCigars.com or check them out on social media to find out when they'll be at a live event near you. Hireman Solomon Cigars is pleased to be the official cigar of the Masonic Light Podcast. And we're back. Wow, it was that easy. <laughs> <laughs> How hard was that? All right, we're back with our guest, Stephanie Horst. And uh, uh, Stephanie, you and Pete together were involved in a lot of charity work. Uh, you each had your own kind of separate things, but a lot of that was together. Why don't you talk a little bit about those? Sure. Um, so one of the things that I think Jack has mentioned a couple times, um, like at the memorial service, you mentioned like how Pete and I were really, at least our public personas, very opposite. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like Pete, his public persona is big personality. You know, everybody loves Pete, life is a party kind of person, and I'm more like kind of quiet take a back seat, observe, you know, um, and, you know, we, we really were a lot different in a lot of ways, but um, one of the things that we really held in common was the value of serving others, you know, and that took very different shapes for the two of us. You know, obviously Pete was very involved with Masonic work, um, and I was very involved with my church and that kind of thing. Um, so even though we were publicly doing separate things kind of behind the scenes we were definitely working together you know supporting each other mm -hmm. um and we both we both enjoyed like planning things and running things and being in charge of things and so like we would you know behind the scenes help each other and you know discuss and plan and figure things out together but then like once we were in the thing you know like if Pete's running a tall cedars meeting you know I would help him like I would feed him ideas you know or he would run ideas by me and uh but then once we get there like he's the star of the show and I'm the supportive wife mm -hmm. and like um at my church so <clears throat> at my church every Monday night there's a free meal that's served and um <clears throat> so for a while there twice a year I was the person in charge so Pete would like help me plan the menu, and he would go with me to go grocery shopping. Is there a video of Pete at church? I, I need to know. No. Yeah. Okay. Oh, no, right. there's not. Right. But then, you know, like the day of, he would go down there with me, and he would just stand at the stove and cook the rice or whatever he was supposed to do, and let me like, you know, run things. Sure. Um, so you cooked. Stephanie cooked. Yes, yes, yes. I in fact cooked for about 150 people. So there. Um, but yeah. So, but one thing that we did do together was volunteering with the Doberman Rescue. So I think most people know Pete loved Doberman Pinchers. Um, that was one of his passions, and we always had Dobermans the whole time that we were together. We did a lot of fostering together. Um, 
probably the most memorable one was Karma, um, our foster yeah. dog, who ended up being pregnant that we did not know when we agreed to take her in and nobody else could take her. And so we ended up having 12 puppies in the house for eight weeks. That was um, quite an experience. That was a fun saga to watch. Yeah, they yeah. became celebrities. Yes, yeah. they did. Yeah. Yes, they did. Yeah. Fonzie the Dobie's still running around. Yeah, yeah, Fonzie has his own Instagram page. Yep. And uh, <laughs> there's um, there's a Facebook group for all of the all the puppies uh, keep in touch kind of but oh that's cool yeah yeah so um that was an experience it was probably more fun for those of you just watching on facebook i'm certain <laughs> I, I, yeah, absolutely I can couldn't that smell it at all yeah uh it was but it was an experience yeah yeah you know i i admired that about the two of you how that you know together you were able to you know help each other and yet kind of were able to do your own thing as well and um, that's, that's very admirable. You worked together, I know, on the Santa Stumble, too. Yeah. Uh, which is an incredible story about, again, something, as Pete was known to do, you know, get something started. And have, fun, you know, it, have fun, have do fun, good. Have fun, do good. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, Pete started the Santa Stumble just as, like, a fun thing for him and his friends. Yeah. And the way... The way his evil magic worked is <laughs> if he planned an event, even if five people showed up, he would personally see to it that those five people had an absolute blast so that the next time those five people would tell all of their friends and right. so on what a and fun so time on. they had yeah. <laughs> and they would bring all of their friends and Pete would personally guarantee that all of those people had a really good time. Right. And Just then the good show. Yeah. yeah. So, like, and every year at the Santa Stumble, I mean, I think the first year, I think he said he had, like, 50 people come out, and they had a blast. And so then the next year, it was, like, 250 people. And, you know, and he had just created a culture of, like, this is a fun event. Mm -hmm. And so, like, every year it just grew and grew exponentially. And now you can't get into a bar on Santa no, Stumble you can't. night. you can't. And the other thing that he figured out that was amazing was – Okay, so I am planning an event for my friends to dress up like goofballs and come downtown, and there might be some shenanigans and tomfoolery going on. <laughs> I have an idea. Why don't we ask everybody to chip in a few bucks, and we'll give it to the police as a fundraiser, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So that's what he did. He started He said, we're going to raise money and give it to the mounted patrol for their horses and Brilliant. the canine unit for the dogs. Because, again, Pete's an animal lover. Mm -hmm. And who doesn't love horses and dogs? Am I right? Yeah. Yep. So, like, who doesn't want to dress in a silly holiday-themed outfit Come downtown. Apparently, drink, not a lot of people don't and, like that. And raise money for horses and dogs. I mean, it's awesome. Yeah. And like now, like you said, it's just such a huge event. It's hard to even get get served at a bar. Yeah. And like it, it sounds like the kind of thing where everybody would be drinking too much and getting into trouble, but it's not. Partly because. You can you hardly can't get, get near a bar. You can't get served. <laughs> like, you're lucky if you can get, you know, one one drink. See, that's yeah. third level brilliance, right? Have a party, donate to the cops, but make it so that nobody can get really hammered because they can't get to the bar. Exactly. It's freaking brilliant. It's genius. I never put the last step to it, oh, but yeah. now I have it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. It's, it's 
Right. And of course, you know, Pete has friends <laughs> everywhere, mm-hmm. right? And like he has friends that work for the police. He has friends that work in the ER at the hospital. And like he's always heard from them that the night of the Santa stumble, it's not even any busier than any other night of the week as yeah. far as like criminal behavior or accidents and that kind of thing. So anyway, it's just a good time. And um, yeah, so we're going to keep doing it. Um, it might be structured a little bit differently since I'll be in charge now. Instead. Oh, jeez. <laughs> all, right. those, all those Santa ideas Stubble, you suggested. We're still do it. That's great news. We're going to do it, yes. Send yep. your cards and letters. Yep. <laughs> so, um, I want yeah. a scarf. I want a pin. Yeah. Um, there's two guys that have been really faithful in helping us to organize and plan it every year. And I checked in with them shortly after Pete died and said, like, are you guys going to be on board to keep doing this? And they said, absolutely, count us in. So we're for sure going to keep that. Keep I'm looking that forward to that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's always a good time. Well, tell us about the new project. You're oh, gonna man. Okay. So Pete had this idea for a fundraiser. Uh-oh. And then COVID happened, so he never got around to getting it done. Well, we're doing it. So the idea is a 0K. Oh, this. Okay. Oh, yes. I'm ready. Anybody that knows Pete. The unrun. Yes. Yeah. It's an unrun, okay? So the idea is everybody comes decked out in your finest active wear, and we will gather behind the start slash finish line, and at the sound of the starting pistol, everyone will step across the line and go to the bar. Nice. I love it. I love it. And tell us about the charity. So um, since Pete passed, I decided we are going to do this. It will be, Jack, the first annual. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. That's harsh. That's really harsh. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) The first annual Pete Ruggieri Memorial 0.0 Unrun. Awesome. I love it. Yeah. And that'll be in downtown Lancaster? Downtown Lancaster at Marion Courtroom, September 17th? I think that's The third right. Sunday. The third Sunday in September, yeah. This yeah. this year? Yeah. This year. Whoa. Absolutely. And, and the year. following Whoa. year. Whoa. Yeah. And yeah. the following year, because it's the first the annual. The first annual. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> See what you did there, Jack? <laughs> I do. All right, sorry. That is what's known as a callback. It's all about grammar. That's right. So talk about some of the things, um, uh, other things you're involved oh, with. Oh, sorry. Can I say one more thing? Oh, absolutely. You say no, you I'm sorry. Say. You're cut off. <laughs> yes. So um, the Unrun, we're going to raise money for oh, yeah. Jefferson Health. Thank you. Um, it will be, all funds will be donated in memory of Pete Ruggieri. Um, any money that's donated in his name to Jefferson Health will be directed to a pot of money that is managed by Pete's oncologist that he worked with for the last 10 years, Dr. Burroughs, um, and it will fund clinical trials like the one that he was in under her direction. So hopefully um, we'll develop some additional treatment options for people like Pete who have and, a rare type of thyroid Sunday, cancer. Sunday, yeah. Sunday, September 17th. Yeah. Sunday, Thank September you. And I will say they put him in different clinical trials in it. It helped him a lot. It absolutely did, yeah. It prolonged his life for a very for sure. long time. For sure, yeah. He did really well for a lot yep. of years, yeah. Yep. Yeah, because of the drugs that she personally brought to market. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Great. Uh, so you're involved in a lot of stuff that we've not talked about. Mm-hmm. Why don't you share some of the things uh, 
not necessarily connected to paint that yeah. you enjoy doing. Sure. Um, so I kind of mentioned I'm an active member of a church. It's East Chestnut Street Mennonite Church in downtown Lancaster. Um, so until very recently, I was a member of the church board. I was actually chair of the board for a couple years. Um, I take a turn leading singing on Sunday mornings. I help out in the nursery, all kinds of stuff at my church. Um, and again, love, love, love my church. They are the best church ever. <laughs> um, <laughs> Everyone should feel that way. About Absolutely. Yes. yes. Um, I also am the director, I don't really know what my title is, leader, person in charge, point person for Lala Luna, which is a hear, hear, hear. <laughs> yeah. women's vocal ensemble, Larry Maris's baby, oh, one of our biggest fans. I love it. I love it. That's why you can't be there, Maris. What's women. That? Women. <laughs> no. Oh, they're fantastic. I, they are. Promote it. Promote it. Promote it. Yeah. They're really great. Yeah. So Lala Luna, we're a women's vocal ensemble. We have eight singers plus an accompanist. And we are available for hire for entertainment at things like banquets, like, oh, I don't know, Masonic banquets and yeah. corporate events, house parties. Are you looking at me when you do a that? Favorite Why are you looking at me? <laughs> anybody, anybody needs entertainment, just give us a ring. A favorite at Tall Cedars. And yeah. do you, does La La Luna have a Facebook page? We do have a Facebook page. Okay. Is it like Facebook slash La La Luna? <laughs> <laughs> I think we are at Lala Luna Sings on Facebook or something okay. like that. But, yeah, it's just Lala Luna in Lancaster. You'll find all it. Right, it's so all one word, Lala Luna. Okay, um, so look that up, and if you see about eight females that mm-hmm. look like they're singing, yes, that's the one. It was beautiful. They tore us up oh, at, I'm at the Reading service. It was, they were, it was beautiful. Yeah, yeah, they sang for um, the private service for Pete, um, for the one that was just for a family. Right. Um, yeah, they were awesome. They sang, they had about, one week to figure out how to do a performance without me because uh, I was I sat that one out. Um, but yeah, they, they really did a good job. It was beautiful. Yeah. And and we do a, vi- a wide variety of stuff. I mean, yeah, as do. far as different yeah, styles, yeah. you know, we've sort of... Sort Rap, of, heavy metal. Not so much that, that, no, but I mean, we have we have church music if you want church music. We have non-church music if you want, you know, like jazz, folk, pop. All kinds of stuff. And you always sing my favorite song. Which is A Nightingale Sang in Berkeley Square. Yes, that's Larry's By favorite. one of my all-time favorite Larry's singers. blushing right now. I want everybody to know. <laughs> Larry's yeah, blushing right now. Yeah, blushing. he is. Heck yes, yeah. Yes, there we are. All right. Jay found us. So so you too can find us on Facebook because Jay Laser was able to find us. So the, the, one of your newest numbers that you all sing was one that, the lady sang at the memorial service. Mm-hmm. It is beautiful. It is haunting. Mm-hmm. It is it. The introspection involved with it is just amazing. What's the piece called? So the name of the piece is Jewels. Jewels. That's it. Thank you. Um, I should give credit to the composer but i can't think of her name right now barbara mcafee there you go oh, there you go yeah. barbara mcafee is the um the writer and it's a very simple song uh, mm. i think a lot of times the most profound songs are the most simple songs yes um it's kind of like a round but it's just three parts that just kind of repeats over and over and over so that the text and the beauty of the the music just kind of seeps into your soul by the time we're done singing it you know 12 times um, and the words are just every time i go into the darkness I return <laughs> yeah. with a fistful of jewels. Um, 
and it's just a really beautiful piece of music. I heard, I've heard you all perform that a few times, and each time it's literally taken on a different meaning. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't sure we were going to get through our I, – I wasn't sure I was going to get through our part uh, at the memorial service after the one at the private one just because it just like – it blew me away in a different way than it had before. Yeah. So – I think that's something that speaks to the power of music. Uh-huh. I mean, I can, you know, I just told you the words, but it doesn't have, when you just speak the words, it doesn't have the impact of, you know, when it's set to music. Well, it did just then. Oh, good. Yeah, well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. So what else? What else you got going on? What else are you? Uh... Well, um, besides that so I, I have like since Pete died I am kind of taking a step back from some of my things like I mentioned I, I stepped down from the church board because okay. I just you know I I, I want to focus on some of the things like the unrun and things that you know I kind of want to take like a, the first year to like do things for Pete mm-hmm. um, like the unrun and getting the Santa stumble back you know kind of organized the way I think it should be organized and um you know, obviously I was busy for the first couple of months, like planning the memorial services and sure. and there's a whole bunch of bullshit to deal with, like related to the estate and oh God, legal and financial stuff, which oh, and that. Masonic stuff because he was he was yeah. like he was a critical element of oh, of ninety five different, different yeah. Masonic <laughs> things that had to be unraveled for you. Yeah, yeah. So I've been doing my best to like get people access to the email. Addresses, yeah, email, I, I, let, let, let me stop right here. I'm going to have public service announcement. If you're involved in anything, thank you. Make sure somebody else knows how to log into it. Don't please. be afraid to share. Somebody <laughs> besides your wife. Somebody maybe. besides your yeah. wife. Yeah, don't burden her with that. So we're actually creating a book of secrets that we're going to put into this room. And it's going to have all the login information. It's going to have the banking information. It's going to have the passwords to everything. Uh, you know, just because oh. we get that like leather bound with it, like so. A, you know, I just like up here. Yeah. I said, exactly. to, I said to Stephanie at one point, look, please don't turn his phone off for a while. Uh-huh. We will help you oh, pay man. for the phone bill. <laughs> yeah. just uh, leave it plugged we in. We know, we because we know that like everything in his brain was on his phone or oh, his yeah. iPad or whatever. And so we finally got to the point that we thought we had everything. <laughs> And so one day I'm logging into one of our accounts and it asked for a two-step verification. <laughs> well, the two-step verification was Pete's phone. Yeah. And so I called or texted Stephanie and said, um, I'm about to inconvenience you. You still have that thing? <laughs> she says, I turned it off this morning. <laughs> <laughs> yep, you just missed it. Yep. So fortunately, um, the company that, ran the thing that we were trying to get into, uh, said, uh, okay, can you do some verification of like your last two deposits and your last three this and whatever? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I can do that. And so then they sent us the link to make the changes. That's but we funny. literally, that was one we had gone in and changed everything, but forgot the damn two-step yeah. verification thing. Yeah. Yeah, Pete and I were completely unprepared. I mean, it sounds ridiculous. I mean, he he was living with cancer for how many years, uh-huh. you know, but I think for him like to put 
down like a plan like all of the things like in case i die like that was just a little bit too close for comfort to him sure. mm-hmm. so you know and i'm, and I'm glad you're <clears throat> you're bringing that up because that's a difficult task it is it, it is. really yeah, really is, it is. Uh, one of the things i've learned where pete was concerned was i've got to do something like that mm-hmm. and it's hard it it's really, yeah. really hard. Yeah. Keep putting it off. And you had a good idea with a friend that you had. A, a good friend of mine from Kentucky has this book. It says, okay, I'm dead. Now what? Yeah. And you open it up, and it says, call these people and tell them. Here's what I want for the funeral. Here's what I want for this. And then here's all the stuff. Here's where you go, the bank account, the this, the that, and whatever. And it sits prominently in a place that the family knows where it is. And That's genius. It is. Absolutely it absolutely yeah. is. And I'm in the, I adopted that, and I, I'm in the process of doing of it. Yeah, we do need to publish yeah. this book, absolutely. Yeah. Say it out loud so everybody can hear yeah. it. Yeah, there you go. Somebody will <laughs> oh, beat Josh can it. just edit that out. <laughs> yeah. Cut that out, Josh. Yeah, cut that part out. All right, so... All right. Well, we're going to take another break. Uh, I think Walter is back from his extended vacation, and uh, we might have another sponsor or two to hear from, and we'll come back and wrap up. So, so it, it's late breaking news, and Walter just got this before um, we came to the studio tonight. Okay. But I think it's important that we discuss, or we don't have to discuss it. We can do it another day, but we have to recognize the Grand Lodge of Tennessee. Yes. Um, and yesterday, it was announced that the Grand Lodge of Tennessee, right? It is the Grand Lodge of Tennessee, right? I think they have recognized the Prince Hall Grand Lodge of Tennessee, um, so that they are in amity with each other, and and that's fantastic. Hazar, hazar, yeah. We just want to congratulate them. Um, for making the right move because uh, for the right reason um, and it's that you know good men should be able to gather together and and uh, and just 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 be masons so congratulations Grand Lodge of Tennessee um, we hope you're the one we, we hope it's you <laughs> <laughs> if it's not, not so sure Josh has that. some editing to do yeah. right. it, it was I believe it was all right so let's take Josh quick... keep an eye on that right? let's take that quick break In Masonic news today, at a recent meeting of the Council of Grand Masters of the Universe, the subject of recognition of the Grand Lodge of Uberpistan has been raised. After mature deliberation, it was decided that the Grand Orient was found to be irregular, because it was created out of nothing by a past Grand Somebody who was expelled from a previously irregular body which had no recognition whatsoever. Talks broke down when the discussion of irregular bodies was deemed to be body shaming and everyone was sent to bed without any pie. That's the Masonic News. So much. <laughs> well done, Walter. <laughs> well done. Um, well, you know. You know, um, if you ever attend any Grand Lodge meeting, yeah, don't. there's always that moment. No, you should. Yeah, you should. Um, you should. You know, uh, there's always that moment when they uh, deal with recognition of various Masonic bodies. And um, sometimes they get quite interesting trying to follow. I couldn't. I, I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't follow it. I thought I, I had I it. Just, and then yeah, all of a sudden I lost like, it. Like, what? And, and I'm like, huh? Where? 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's actually on YouTube. So yeah. you can, you can yeah. dial it up. Actually, and try well, to it it's out. not recorded. It's, they only live stream it. Ah, uh, really? Yeah. Uh, well, that's good. That's yeah. okay. It's not only that particular happenstance where right. that. It can happen to any garage oh, it happens leading, all the time. at any Absolutely. time. Absolutely. And we're 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 the kind of people we go to a quarterly. We're going to look for things like that because oh, yeah. it makes our show so much better. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm texting Walter the whole time, going, "Walter, you like, getting are you, this? Are you hearing this? Are you hearing this? Oh my God, <laughs> Tim, relax. Oh. All right, Jack. Um, in the past couple of weeks. We received an email from a Worshipful secretary, is there any correspondence? Do you have any further, yes. thing, further to <laughs> offer for the good of Freemasonry in general, or um, this podcast in there particular? Is. There is. Um, I got an email from a, a listener, um, the listener, I guess we yeah. should say. We got a message from um, the Reverend Lorenzo Thomas, Master Mason. And uh, he sent this message, and I'm, I'm going to read it. It's fairly long, and I, I forgive me, um, but... Um, it's uh, it's like what we do here is just silly, right? I mean, it, it's good. It's good work, and it's important, but it's, you know, we try to be silly. And that's what we did um, at the really heart of COVID when everything was dark and nobody really knew what was coming. Um, we did a digital degree of Nights Quarantined, and it's still available. You can watch it online. Um but um, but I got a message from a brother. He says, hello, brothers. I'm a master mason from Ohio, and I want to share with you how the digital degree of Knights Quarantine helped me through my work on the front line of the pandemic and is currently helping me through my related PTSD. I'm a clergyman, and I'd spent several years working as a chaplain in a level one trauma center in central Ohio prior to the pandemic. At the time when COVID had reached us, I was working as the midnight chaplain, the only one in a 500-bed hospital trauma center. I had other chaplains to fall back on when things got rough, and get rough they did. At my hospital, it was, it was the responsibility of the chaplains to do the death notifications, decedent care, and to manage the morgue. One day, our emergency department team sat in a circle and talked openly. The doctors lamented that they did not know how the illness was transmitted or how to treat it. The nurses noted that they did not know if we had already contracted it. I mentioned that the coroner's office and many funeral homes refused to take bodies and that I had run out of space in the morgue. Yet even knowing the dangers we were walking into every single night, we came back to the hospital to do our best at being the healers God called us to be. I've never seen more valor than watching our hospital employees walk into that, knowing the danger that they faced. One night well into the first few months, I stumbled onto your podcast and the digital degree of the night's quarantine. I immediately signed up and purchased the jewel. This whole long email is to tell you how your unorthodox approach to Freemasonry with this digital degree helped me through one of the most difficult times of my life. As silly as it may sound, thinking of myself as a mason, yet also as a knight of the quarantine, helped me to walk back into that hospital, into the danger, night after night. I was fortunate enough to get the first round jewels with the skull and respirator. I love it very much. I keep it in a wooden box on my nightstand. 
with my rings and watches. I wear it to lodge, knowing full well it's not an official jewel of any official degree. (laughs) When I'm asked about it, I'm able to share a bit about my time on the front lines of the pandemic in a very real way. The degree feels like a little recognition of that very difficult time for me. Thank you for thinking outside the box and offering this digital degree. And I urge my brothers to continue to be the light in the darkness for someone, to reach out and make contact even as we wait for a new tomorrow. Blessings upon blessings, the Reverend Lorenzo Thomas, Master Mason. I, guys, I, 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 was, I, I couldn't read it through the first time I was crying. I, I just, it's, it's so beautiful. Uh, it's, um, I mean, it's, it's why we have to continue to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll, we'll try to be silly as best we can. Um, we'll be serious when we need to, but, um, but, um, thank you for, uh, for that Lorenzo. And, um, I just, um, I just thank you more than you can ever know uh, and, and express how much that means to us all. So, Messages um, like that are amazing, and they come at the... Man, when you need it. Man, isn't that the yeah, truth? Yeah, when you need it. And yeah. it's like, okay, yeah, we can do this. Yep. We can do this. So, Stephanie. Um, yeah, I, I think it just kind of harkens back to one of the things about Pete is he was one of the rare adults who understood the absolute importance of fun. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's like, like you said, Jack, like, it's just silly. You know, you don't feel like you're doing something important when you're doing it. But it's like the friendships that you build through having fun together is what will sustain you when the hard times come. You know, and I think Pete really understood that. And, and he, he shared it, and he taught, and he taught us. He ta- I know he taught me how to how to live that. Yeah, um, and he wanted it for everybody. I mean, that's why like he was involved in like getting Beersheba Grotto started because he so valued the friendships and fun that he had in Ubar. He wanted the guys out in you know Eastern Lancaster County to have an opportunity to experience that too. Yep. Yeah, and that's why like anytime. I mean, really, like, even the Santa Stumble, like, why did he start the Santa Stumble? Because he wanted his friends to have opportunity to have fun together, you know? And not just not just because he enjoyed having fun, but because he really felt like it's important to, like, build friendships and, yeah. and have fun together. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Indeed. Yep, yep very much so. Wow. Well, Stephanie, thank you so much for being with us tonight. Um, thank you so much. I had you fun. did a great job. Uh, we are just honored to have you here and uh, we'll have to have you back. Yeah, yeah. I'm not accustomed to talking about myself that much, but <laughs> but yeah, it was. Well, a maybe we'll put you on the other side. You did well. You did you well. You can uh, you can uh, get some other folks with questions and yeah. stuff. Yeah. That would be cool. Maybe we'll get the other wives and Ooh. girlfriends in here. Ooh, that could happen. Yes, it could. Mm-hmm. I'm down for it. All right. All right. All right, so what you got going on masonically? All right, wait a minute, Larry's. Here's the thing about. My wife, Carol, said, well, I have to wear those earphones. Because <laughs> it don't want to mess my hair up. Yeah, don't want to mess your hair up. <laughs> Did you remind her that it's radio? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a radio. It is. Yeah, what's a radio? Oh, I do want to add one thing. Um, Saturday, as we were gathering for the uh, quarterly communication of the Grand Lodge of Pennsylvania, I get a text message 
on, off of our Facebook page uh, from a Michael Barron or Barone, B-A-R-R-O-N, from Kings, Kingsland, Georgia. And he said he had, he had posted something and said, I'm going to be in central Pennsylvania over the next several weeks. Uh, if any oh, of you brothers yeah. uh, have any lodge meetings coming up, I'd love to come visit your lodge. Well, I see this like it was actually on Saturday the day or on Friday, the day before. And I said, well, as a matter of fact, tomorrow, the Grand Lodge Pennsylvania is going to be meeting in a quarterly communication over in Elizabethtown. And that's pretty close to where you're staying over in York. Well, can I come to that? If you're a master mason, you can come to that. Well, what would I wear? Uh, well, as a matter of fact, business casual. Yeah, business casual slacks and a uh, polo shirt. Oh, cool. All right. So um, he texts me and wants the address. And so he's, he tells me he's on his way over. And I said, hey, stop back at the uh, audio and video area and introduce yourself when you get here. And he got there. And it was so cool to meet one of our listeners that never would we have met had he not reached out via our Facebook page. Yeah. Uh, to others and cool uh, michael michael pat uh, pa- michael patrick patrick yes. michael something mm, hang on a minute something i think it's something. patrick michael a yeah. good irish something. name at that michael yes. patrick michael patrick there yeah that's a, yeah it's not so, as good an irish name thanks uh, <laughs> <laughs> thanks mike hope hope you enjoyed it um yeah i hope you did i'm sorry you missed our meeting at 665 we were looking for you but yeah all right so, what's, what you got going on Masonically in the next uh, few days and weeks there, Jack? Well, as I said earlier, I'm going to bear my soul to the Lodge of Research mm-hmm. and prepare to be eviscerated when I <laughs> present my paper on Saturday. So, by the time this drops, I will be laying in a useless puddle of, of sweat flesh yeah. on the... yeah. In Altoona, Pennsylvania, of all <laughs> you places, you drive all the way to Altoona. I got to drive beat up? three yeah. hours in the oh, morning to get emotionally wow. beat up. Yeah, so that's going to be great. Um, but I'm excited. It's a it's a big load off. I mean, I've been doing this Saint Holy Saints John presentation for well over five years. A while. I, I posted a, a thing mm-hmm. a picture from Kennett Lodge five years ago, but um, but I finally was forced to put it onto paper. Um, thanks, Seth. <laughs> and then, uh, so yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. And um, then we have three extra meetings this month here at Effort of Six Six Five. That's awesome. Um, so we're uh, and I continue to do my work with the new candidates and the Masonic education and all that stuff. So great, Jay. How about you? Well, let's see. I think Friday night is installation at uh, Elizabethtown Demolay. And on the 24th of June, June. I'm heading to Pittsburgh for Supreme Council of Grottoes International. And I'll be busy out there for about a week drinking and smoking. And I'm sorry, no. Meeting. We have meetings. Serious yes. conversations. Serious, yes, yes. And voting for Bacon Poppy. Voting, yes, He's yes. Running uh, Ralph for Bacon Poppy Huerta for the bottom of the line of the Grand Captain of the Guard. All right. Yes. Vote early and vote often. Vote early and vote often. Just don't start at the top of your ballot. Start at the bottom. Pay attention when you're in sessions. All right. Yes. There you go. Josh, how about you? Uh, I'll be mixing the show, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. I bet you'll be doing a few other things before we get back together. I'll cover that in a minute. Larry. 
go see Gridiron on Thursday, of course. No way. Really? Yeah. Really? Seventeen. I'm shocked. 17 Thursday? Years. What? Is that tomorrow? Yes, on Thursday. You haven't got it right yet. No, I haven't got tomorrow? it right Tomorrow? <laughs> oh, I got to work. Sorry. Yeah, I know. I'll be in court. Yeah. Thursday. I never seen a retired guy work wait, as wait. much as you. Josh is looking at the calendar, and he said, oh, that's tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So I'll you be off next Thursday. Will we see Josh at Goose and Gridiron? <gasps> what? What? Uh, so let me just cover a couple of things. I am thrilled to not have much going on Masonically. <laughs> oh. as, a, as a lodge that meets early in the month. Let me videotape my this. June, uh, my June uh, requirements are, uh, are we're pretty well gone now. But uh, there are some fun things. Jack mentioned his grilling at the uh, Lodge of Research in Altoona. Um, coming up a little later in July... Uh, the Valley of Harrisburg, the Big Valley, uh, is having a golf outing uh, in support of the Children's Dyslexia Center. Mm-hmm. Uh, the podcast will be a – I think we're going to be a hazard sponsor, which yeah. I think is As appropriate. As we should be. Yeah. I, yeah. I think yeah. that's appropriate. <laughs> we're going to be a hazard sponsor. And we're going to videotape every damn golfer that goes through there. That's yeah. going to be fun. Uh, so that's yeah. always fun because we do some live streaming in the morning. You'll see that on Facebook. Uh, we'll do some interviews as folks come through. That's always a lot of fun. And Jack is going to be the captain of the Masonic Light Podcast uh, golf team. Boy, are you in trouble. Yeah, it's going to be great. You golfing, Josh? Did, did I miss the September event? We talked about it earlier. Did you mention it? You mean Not Lodge yet. in the Woods? It's coming up. So I think that's exactly what it is. It's up in the woods, and it's a lodge. It is. It's a good club. Yeah. Uh, on August the 12th, uh, the 21st Masonic District is sponsoring a cave degree. And so if you uh, are interested in that, reach out to the 21st Masonic District of Pennsylvania. You can Google that 21st. and find it. The 21st Masonic District. Okay, I thought you said the first. Yeah, there's there's also another event on August the 12th at Camp J. Edward Mack. It's our gathering of eagles, and we have an Eagle Scout who is a Mason and also a prophet of Beersheba Grotto, Whoa. who is going to be our program speaker that day. Awesome. That is cool. And On the 19th of August, no, yes, 19th of August, the Big Valley's Barbecue and Cigar event, uh, which is always a fun event, the Big Valley of Harrisburg. Stephanie, do you smoke cigars? I do not. Okay, okay. sorry. You're but she likes one. barbecue. You know how to hold a cigar. You don't have to smoke it. <laughs> um, I do like to eat. Then on ah. September the 20th, uh, Effort Lodge number 665 uh, is sponsoring it its... Lodge in the Woods What number? I'm looking for a number. Oh. Um, Seven or eight. Well, the first one was, uh, was in 2009. Okay. And so, we do it every other year. Okay. So... I don't know. Somebody do the. You're a math whiz. That's do, like do six. Math, what? what? That's, you, <laughs> that's like six. No, Nine I, I think out of it's twenty-three ends up with what? Seven. Uh, yeah, I think it's the seventh, but it made it feels like more than that. Didn't you anyway. cancel? Okay, it doesn't matter anyway. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that's coming up. Lodge in the Woods 2023. Go on Eventbrite.com. Lodge in the Woods 2023. Buy your freaking ticket. And come out and have a great time. It's a blast. And and if you're too old to walk, Maris, we'll, we have golf carts there to get you back from the dining room to the lodge room. Yep. And it's well, under see, roof, so it's rain or shine. It Just come out. It's business casual or scout uniform. Um, and uh, and come out. It's a steak dinner with all the trimmings um, and all that good stuff. And uh, 
it, it is a scout camp, so walking around is, is sometimes tricky, but we do have vehicles to carry people around back and forth from parking to dining hall and, and so forth. So um, if you haven't been, it's a it really is a hoot. I mean, just it, it's a lot of fun. Um, we have the, the Grandmaster will be there. He'll be giving out a bunch of awards and stuff to worthy masons, and it's just a good time to get together under the blue canopy of heaven. So, I was there four years ago, got in the golf cart, getting out of the golf cart, put a hole in my arm, and they were scrambling for a first aid kit at a Boy Scout camp. Nobody had one. There wasn't a Boy Scout in sight. That's um, the point. Paper towel, blood seeping out. Oh, what a night. So you all did a great job of dragging that out. I was frantically searching for an announcement someone asked me to make, and so thank you all very You're much. You're welcome. Here, hit it. Two days or two evenings after the Lodge in the Woods, on September the 22nd, the first annual District 19 <laughs> They're Lovin. killing me with this, aren't they? They're killing me. Well, I'm just reading what's on the script here. That's all right. At the Juniata we'll Sportsman Association in Port Royal, Pennsylvania. Oh my God! Do oh. they have Do they have the internet out there? They do. All right. Uh, they don't need the internet for a, a Lovell. Uh, and then on Wednesday, September twenty seventh, the Third Masonic District will sponsor its like tenth annual Lovell. Uh, that that will be at the Game Club in Waynesboro. K-A-R-P-O-U. Yeah, that's a that's a what? guest we're trying to reschedule. Oh, okay. So, I was wondering what the heck. He who shall not I, be named I tonight. <laughs> I got you. Um, the last like big Masonic event that we haven't really started talking about yet is the um, installation of the new Grand Master in December. That is correct. Uh, I don't know if you have that on your list of things to talk about or not. I but, don't, but go ahead. Um, tickets uh, will be released shortly. There's a meeting coming up in June of the district deputies, primarily in central Pennsylvania, because that's really where most of the people who are going to come are coming from. It's being held in Lancaster City at the Marriott. Yeah. Um, the Grand Lodge has basically blocked the entire hotel. Um, so when the time comes, you'll be able to reserve your tickets through the Grand Lodge um, block of rooms. But um, it, it, our, our own Larry Durr, who is district deputy here in District 1 um, for many years, uh, is being installed as Grand Master. And it's going to be a very different kind of installation. So uh, encourage you to uh, encourage your lodge to get uh, to buy a table. And uh, attend um, with masons and, and spouses and stuff. Um, it's it's going to be a really interesting night. It's it's it'll be it'll be fun. That'll be a public installation. That is correct. Around noon on December the twenty seventh. Yes, that would be Saint John's Day. That would be Saint John's Day. Saint John the, the last time they were here in Day. Lancaster, we had a Santa stumble that same night. You're yes. right. Yes. Ooh, that's wouldn't right. that be? That's a little late for Santa stumble. Though. Santa stumble is always the second Saturday. Of December. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. The, that's that's right. that's a different thing. Okay, one thing that we've not done a good job of um, over time. Uh, is we made a couple I'm of sorry, promises. One thing? Just yeah. Oh, among oh. the things. Oh, that was. Oh, harsh. I love it. I, I love it. So harsh. She's I'm, a critic. I love I'm it. Hurt. I'm hurt. I love it. Uh, we promised our Patreons, particularly oh, our master producer level, uh, thirteen dollars a month contributors. Wow. Larry and I were looking at these numbers earlier. It's really amazing. Um, 
how strongly we've been supported over time by all of our listeners. Um, and whether you contribute at the $13 level or even the $1 level. $1. We really appreciate that, and uh, you, you really do help us. Part of that promise to our $13 contributors is that we would mention their names. And so I'm going to fulfill that promise, and we, were not, we may not do it every episode, but we're going to do it a little more frequently than we have in the past. So what, a special... What if somebody's wife is listening to this? Yeah, I'm like, I'm, is that isn't a there a HIPAA violation well, or they, something? Well, they signed up and knew we were going to read the names. So right. here we go. Dan Madrigal, Skylar Clark, Mark Mattern... This was this is someone who's not wanting their wife to know. Furry Knight. That's good. Yeah, yeah there you yeah. go. <laughs> Timothy Maine. Jared Kitchline. Marion Humphreys the third. Michael O'Donovan. Tom Johnson. Eric Cahill and Robert Montgomery. See, see, all we, all we've done now is reminded them. <laughs> they have a credit card that's being hit every month for 13 bucks. You know? And now, how many? I want to track how many right. of them cancel that $13 oh. subscription. We'll, we'll monitor it and see. All right. But we made that promise to them. Actually, Pete made that promise to them several years ago when we started this. Yes. And we want to fulfill that promise. So yeah. thank you. At to, least once. At least once. <laughs> uh, thank you. Oh, my God. All right. Larry, wake up. Yep. Uh, okay. Josh, you ready? Yep. Let those chickens loose. Ah. Ooh, okay. Wow. They may not come out tonight after that. I don't hear them. Oh. There we oh. go. They're following the music. Slow chickens. Special thanks to Effort of Lodge 665. There, Moyer, put down your pipe and smoke it. <laughs> <laughs> to uh, Josh Lamberton, our pr- producer and director who continues to make the show. Now, Stephanie, you've been here tonight. You see what this is. You say, how in the world is this going to turn into a... He does his magic. Jack Harley, our news director. Tim Dedman, our marketing director. To Michelle Snyder, Douglas Maidenford. (laughs) Oh, my God. Two times in a row. Douglas Maddenford. And Austin Shipman. Maidenford. Masonic Lake podcast contributors. Maidenford. From far away. And and to our listeners who always make doing this show really worthwhile. This is Larry Maris. Thanks for listening wherever you are. Bye, everybody. Good night. And be well. And have fun. And do good. And do good. And do good. Uh, do good. Do you have any further thing further to add?